Hi, this is Bill Corbett, author of the book Love, Limits, and Lessons, and executive producer and host of the television show Creating Cooperative Kids. Thanks for downloading and listening to this new podcast series that will offer interviews with experts, clips from my television show, excerpts from my parent coaching sessions, and even my interviews on the radio. Each podcast will feature help for parents and professionals who live or work with children and teens, so you'll want to subscribe to the entire series. In this podcast, you'll hear me conducting a parent coaching session with a group of parents. One mother of a preschooler asked me for help because her son's teacher had warned her of his lack of cooperation in the classroom and frequent moments of misbehavior. The school has warned her that if his behavior does not improve, she may have to remove him from the school. Listen in as I offer her some important advice on what to do about this difficult situation for her. So the only part of the problem that you own is what you see. If the problem isn't at home, there are some things you can do to teach them at home so that they will, your teaching will be extended into the classroom. Okay, so but you first have to understand the problem and then you have to understand what you can do specifically to address it. So when the teachers call out for help and they say, your child's not doing this. Rule one, it belongs to the teacher. However, you can assist with teaching the skill that's missing. Right. For example, let's say the child is eating, eating barbarically and the child is not eating well and they want you to fix the problem with him eating lunch. All you can do is make sure that you're teaching the skills at home about proper eating. If you notice, the title of my, of my training is Love Limits and Lessons. Three-year-olds don't like limits. They don't understand. They don't understand structure. They don't understand the structure of time, of touch, of... So they have to be taught that. So the basic thing, what's going on is, it sounds to me like he is not respecting boundaries. Whether it's the teacher saying, come on everyone, let's all go here, but that's a boundary. Or, don't touch me, that's a boundary. Or, you know, sit still or uh, eat your food, that's a boundary. What you have to focus on is what's underneath, what's missing, and address that at home on a regular basis. What kind, you said it's also happening at home. Can you give me some examples of what's happening at home that's similar to what's going on at school? I said, Matthew, um, can you please go pick up such and such? Of course I would get a no. So I changed it to say, Matthew, I need you to pick up your toys and put them away, please. And he'll still be like, <laughs> and he'll do whatever he wants okay. to do. And I have to ask him five times or more, and then we start yelling and getting all upset. And then he finally does it. So um, I figured it was because I was asking him to do it. And I was all, would always get a no. So I try to change it. And even when I change it, he says, well, I want to do this. Um, and he'll go and do something else. So no matter what my husband and I are asking him to do, he will always say and do something else. Unless there's something in it for him. <laughs> so it sounds to me like you're lacking some cooperation from him and you'd like more. Mm-hmm. Is that the true That's in the other situations? Mine is not so much in our home environment, it's at school. I mean, of course, at home we have some struggles, but it's not anywhere near. If I ask her to pick up her toys, sometimes it takes one or two times, but she does it. She's easily distracted, but we have the same problem. She's very intelligent. Mm -hmm. She is extremely intelligent, academically and intelligent-wise. She has not had the social development that she needs for group settings. So that's where we're getting... Um, at home, when she's in a smaller, intimate group, mm-hmm. she does fine. Private daycare, when she's in a group of three kids, she does fine. 
the, the problems that the teacher is telling you mm-hmm. that it, that's going on in the classroom, you're not seeing at home, but mm-hmm. she wants you to fix the problem Correct. that's in there. So what, here's what I encourage you to do. While the teacher may have been maybe rude to you, and all, I just ask you to just be calm with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, she may be struggling with her own personal issues, mm-hmm. you know, so just, but you need your daughter in there. You need their cooperation. So yeah. here's what I ask parents to do. Say, what I hear you telling me is the problem is she's doing this, and I'm hoping you'll find a way to handle that. So tell me what skills they're missing that I can teach her at home or I can reinforce at home because I'm not seeing the same problem at home. But tell me what skills help me. You're the professional. Help me understand what skills that you would like to see more of. I mean, and I did. I had a conversation. I mean, there was nothing like let's work together. I mean, there was no approach to the conversation from her from that aspect. So this is a big problem, and yeah. it's. I do stay calm on the phone, but I'm frustrated and I'm angry at the school because this is why she's there. Well, I encourage you not to get angry at the school. Mm-hmm. They don't get it. She's your daughter. Mm-hmm. You have to become the project manager here. Right. You have to just, you know, tolerance, count to ten, whatever you have to do right. to get over the issues, or the, what they're making you feel through this well, encounter. Well, to try and, and help, I involve the social worker. I have a lunch bunch program good. where she'll be pulled on Mondays and Thursdays mm-hmm. so the social worker can help her with some of those social developments okay. where she's lacking. So I'm hoping that would help. Okay. Um, and I told the teacher that. She's like, well, yes, I saw that. So maybe that'll be good for her. Okay. Yeah, but that's a... I just you know what let what the teacher does the attitude go in one ear and out the other um, and it's this is your problem to handle with helping them through this right. uh, and if you're not again if you're not seeing the same behavior at home all you can do is reinforce the skills and we're going to talk more about that and get back question in just a minute okay I'm hearing that you would like more cooperation from your your son yes. at home if you do a good job of teaching that cooperation it's going to be transferred into the classroom. A child learns just like we learn to behave differently in the presence of certain people. You ever notice that? We talk different, we act different, well kids are no different. So the unfortunate thing is if your child has a teacher who's not taking care of herself, she's not very professional, she's doing the whistle blowing or using techniques that are counterproductive, your child is going to behave differently and there's not a lot you can do. So all you can do is know that that risk exists but handle things appropriately while the child is in your care. We're going to talk about that. Cooperation. You need cooperation. Remember, with three-year-olds, even with seven-year-olds, they don't understand, why do I have to do this stuff? This is dumb. You know, and they don't get it. They, they are operating based on a totally different mindset. What you want to do is, for example, when your child does do something, and I encourage you all to take notes, plenty of notes here when we talk, because you're going to go, you're going to leave here and go, oh, this was great. Then you go, you're going to get home and go, what did he say? So, so please take notes, all right? Whenever your child does something effective, when, when you're, if you say, honey, it's time to brush your teeth, and they actually, because there's times that they will cooperate, you have to make a big deal out of it, whether they're three or they're seven. You have to go, oh, my gosh, you went into the bathroom and brushed your teeth? Give me a hug right now, okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we do. You've got to do it on a regular basis because what happens is when you do it inside, they go, 
really? Me? And it, it's, it feels good. And so it becomes a reward, but it becomes an emotional reward, and they're going to want to please you more often. All right? So make sure that you're reinforcing the behavior that you're liking, that, that you want to get. What you also want to do is, on the flip side, when your child says, Mommy, can you get me the milk? Or, Mommy, will you put my socks on? Or, can you... When they ask you to do something, what you say to them is, Oh, you want my cooperation? Oh, I would love to cooperate with you. So you want to start talking now about cooperation. And it has to become... You have to introduce this word to them. In fact, what I encourage you to do is, is go home, talk to your child, and get to their eye level and say, You know what? I've noticed something. You have been cooperating a lot with me. You know what cooperation is? It's I do things for you and you do things for me. That's what this world is all about. We cooperate. And what you may need to do is come up with examples and say, remember yesterday when mommy asked you to put your seatbelt back on and you did? That was cooperation. Because, see, they don't get it. Yeah. They, they arrive... the word, right? The What's word that? with the action. It's the word with the action and what it means. Yes. So not, even though they may be intelligent, they're not yeah. connecting. You have to frame things for children. You have to label them. And, and that's common in society, in the world we live in. We frame things. We frame where we live and what our identity is and what we do. You need to frame things for your children and say, that's cooperation. Help them put an identity onto it so that every time they do it, you can go, oh! You cooperated with Daddy. Oh, my gosh. He is going to be so happy. And this is something that you have to continuously do. This is not obviously a concept that they're going to get the first time you do no. it, right? Because I, that, what do you do in school when they expect them to instantly grasp it? All I want you to do is continue to do that. Okay. All right? Continue to do it. And talk about it on a regular basis. Don't be, it's There's a balance there. Don't bludgeon them with it so they become... Over, right. Over. Now, the only risk, the, the, the problem... Now, <laughs> and, and you always want to say things instead of saying, I need you to go brush your teeth or, or get over here and pick up your toys. You, you now have a new tag and you go, Mommy needs your cooperation. Now, this is a temporary thing. This is not something you're going to have to do forever because eventually it's going to kick in in a few years, it's going to kick in, and you won't. It's going to become. It's going to become common knowledge for them. Between seven and ten, they the hormones begin to pick up as they approach adolescence. So you need to know this now in preparation. They're going to hate that word because as they get older, they don't like cooperating with you because of. And we can. You know, you don't have any teens yet, so we're not going to go into any detail. But I encourage you to go to my website, and there's videos and articles on what happens around the age of 10. So just know that I encourage you with a 7-year-old, keep teaching cooperation. You teach it in the beginning, and you emphasize it. Avoid saying something like, get in here and you pick up your toys, or come on, let's go, I need, we're leaving, let's go. Just attach the, I need your cooperation. The seven-year-old may go, oh, I hate that word. That's dumb. That's stupid. Ignore that comment and say, I know it is. Just let it go. And your three- and four-year-olds are going to get, they're going to be seven and ten one day, and they're going to say things like, that's stupid, Mommy. Don't say that. 
just ignore their comment and, and agree with them. So if your seven-year-old says, cooperation, I hate when you use that word. Go, I know, it's kind of a silly word, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> just acknowledge that they think it's dumb or stupid and move on. Even three- and four-year-olds may get tired of that word real quickly and go, don't use that word, Mommy, and say, well, what word should I use instead? And the chances are they're not going to give you another word. My 13-year-old at home, you know, when we introduced this around eight or nine years of age, you know, she was, it was, she was cooperative in the beginning. Then she grew to hate the word because she was approaching adolescence so quickly. And then she goes, ew, ew, I, I don't like that word. Stop using that word. And I'd go, oh, okay, well, what word would you like me to use instead? She goes, I don't know, not that one. And I go, well, if you give me another word, I'm just going to use cooperation. The whole point, especially with your three and four-year-olds and seven-year-olds, it's an introduction of reciprocity. Reciprocity means I do for you, you do for me. That's what life's about. And a lot of it, there's no payback. It's just you do stuff. Remember, little kids, the preschools are so egotistical. You know what egotistical means? They're in their own little world. If you were to compare them to a solar system, they're the sun. And everybody revolves around them. You revolve around your kids. They think they're the center of the universe, and why do I have to do anything for you? Right now, you've got a little bit easier with three and four. When you start getting a seven, it starts to become more of a challenge. So this whole introduction of cooperation is the beginning of helping you get more cooperation from them or getting, more, you know, getting them to cooperate with you more. Again, it's important to emphasize uh, when they uh, notice when they do it, acknowledge it. Don't just easily do something for them. Stop and say, oh, you need my cooperation. I love cooperating with you. So after you introduce this, then you can start talking about what kind of things do you cooperate with when, at the, with the teachers? Do you cooperate with the teachers? Mm -hmm. Now, see, they're going to start to get it at home. And then when you address the school part, you may get a lot of testimony from them, honesty going, I don't like cooperating with the teacher. Really? How come? You know, and ask them why. You may get some revelation on what's going on in the classroom that you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. The teacher's mean to me. Yeah, or, that's what she says. Yeah. Look, you're loving, kind parents, I'm assuming. So when you walk into a classroom with an ineffective teacher, that looks like meanness. First of all, you have to remember, there's going to be mean people in her life for the she rest of her life. She Exactly. Yeah, you need absolutely. to teach them coping skills. Right. So the last thing you want to do is when your child says, the teacher's mean. Your objective is to go, really? Tell me more. You want her to talk about it. You want him to talk about what's going on at school. Do not pass judgment on the teacher because you have no idea what's going on. It could be the teacher's fault and, oh well, that's your kid's teacher for the next nine months. Or it could be something else. Sometimes kids make stuff up. They really embellish uh, uh, something that's going on. It may be one time the child was embarrassed because the teacher caught your kid doing something they shouldn't have and now that embarrassment inside of them creates I've got a bad teacher and they blow it out of proportion so in all fairness to the school and to the teacher don't automatically take sides and we parents can do that because we know that we brought little angels into the world yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now when there's word difference because a lot of even in preschool when, when my daughter and she wasn't in a, a, a 
public preschool very long. We unfortunately had her in a private daycare, but in the public, they use the word following the directions, which I'm correlating, as you're telling me, as cooperation. Yes, Trying to get exactly. them to do what you need them to do, but yes. they use following directions. And she doesn't understand that term. You can tell her until she's blue in the face. Are you following the directions? Do you understand that? She has no clue. So how do you correlate the cooperation aspect with what they're doing in preschool or in school okay. with following directions? Great, good question. So how do you match up what the school is using in, in lingo, yeah. like follow follow directions Correct. or, that, they or love cooperation? Using that. Here's what, right, because a lot of teachers are still in the autocratic, I'm the boss and you're not kind of mentality. Yeah, right, right. You don't want children who uh, need someone else to control them. We want to teach our children to control themselves. Because if they're trained just to follow everyone's instruction, there's a lot of people out there that are going to misguide them um, as as they grow. And your your kids are not always going to be with you. You know, they're going to be with caregivers or other people. So here's one suggestion. I would try talking to the teacher, or especially if you set up a meeting, and like uh, one of my daughters, uh, my oldest daughter, I was having trouble in school and the teachers were ready to have her removed from the classroom. So I pulled together a project team realizing that the school doesn't care about my daughter like I do. So I got a meeting together with the principal, the teacher, and the psychologist. Plus, I was really doubting whether her teacher had the skills that she needed. And so I had to set up this meeting. I would encourage you to get a meeting together with whoever Mm -hmm. and ask them if they would be willing to use the word cooperation. Because in that way, because you could say, look, that'll be easier for me because I'm teaching cooperation at home. It's one word, it's easier, but following the rules or well, yeah, it's it's too it's, much of an... to a child that wants to go and do what they want to do. Yes. They don't want to do what somebody else tells them to do. So, so you can the educate the teachers and say, look, okay. we teach cooperation and that it has it works from both sides mm-hmm. because, you know, you would you be willing to introduce this into your classroom that you need the children's cooperation and there's times that the child needs the, the teacher to cooperate. Mm-hmm. If they won't do that and they have that that prerogative, they may not want to adapt to that. Then you're going to have to teach your child that they're this one and the same. I still don't encourage you to take on the school's lingo because, remember, this is a temporary thing. Your child's not always going to be with that teacher or with that school. But you want to teach them what that they're the same. When your teacher says, follow the rules, do you know what she's secretly saying? She's really secretly saying cooperation, okay? <laughs> and so I'm being goofy like this because you want right. to be yeah. silly when you're explaining them to three- and four-year-olds. When you use more animation in your face, in your voice, it, it, they get it more. I probably won't do it with a seven-year-old because they think you're something's wrong with you. you know? <laughs> so you need to you, you need to have a little bit more of a serious approach because they're older and maturity is changing and everything. So so remember everything that I teach you here is not permanent. It'll change or you won't need it anymore because if you're still talking to your child when they're ten, evolve. going, honey, I want you to. Yeah, it's evolve. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. So uh, the cooperation thing and identifying and framing it as often as you possibly can is going to be so much more effective. You've been listening to my new Creating Cooperative Kids podcast series. If you would like more assistance with discipline and parenting, please visit my website, www.cooperativekids.com. And remember, making the world a better place to live begins by helping our children find their purpose. All information on this recording is the property of Bill Corbett and Cooperative Kids. Copyright 2011, Cooperative Kids Publishing.